0: So to me, I know there's a, a, a difference when, when love is, is, is being the, the, the lens in which I see life. Like I know that now for a fact, man. Like it's not even a belief anymore. Like for me, my beliefs are up for grabs. Everything I believe in, that means I'm still learning and researching and trying to know it's true. But there are a few things that I know know mind thought consciousness is how we have our human experience and because i know that it's just like knowing when i walk out the house the air is going to be there for me to breathe
1: Hmm.
0: i know if i can close down the content of my thinking i'm going to see the humanity and the human being that's standing in front of me i know that i know it's in there i don't care what they're arguing i don't care how vicious they're saying it i don't care how disrespectful it's coming out i know That if i could shut down my thinking i could see it and if i could see it i could smile at it and it could smile back at me
2: welcome to the rich life realization podcast this is your host rich life yes that's really my name and we're going to explore powerful conversations with phenomenal guests in order to spark realizations and insights that guide you toward enriching your life. I have a very special guest here with me today. It's Rob Cook. He is the man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) He's a a speaker and a coach. He, He primarily works with PTSD and traumatic experiences. And he was in it's a service. He he's a retired combat veteran who turned to life coaching, and he has a certification through the Super Coach Academy, and now he helps and and serves people from the three principles understanding, and it, he's just this congenial guy. You you have this picture on your website that I feel like is is like you. It's the picture of you, the heart, the, yeah. of the heart, and then you're like this.
0: Yeah. You're
2: like, <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't know
0: that picture. Someone, I just saw the heart. Again, talk about perceptions. I just saw the yeah. heart. So I love the shirt. Well, I never knew the heart was actually inside of the state of Ohio. Oh, <laughs> so, Yeah. so the red around the red blob, so to speak, is the shape of Ohio. <laughs> and the heart is just in that. So so people were when I put that picture up, people were like, Hey, I thought you were from Alabama. I was like, I am. It was like, Well, why do you have an Ohio shirt? I was like, I have it on Ohio shirt? What are you talking about? It was like, The heart. The heart is in Ohio. It's I was like, Oh, well, I guess I got a Ohio shirt <laughs> <laughs> Have
2: you have you ever even been to Ohio?
0: Yeah, yeah. I have been once.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Or <laughs> twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And did you heart it,
0: uh, I loved it, yeah, it was it worked. you're right, it worked, yeah, but i have some I have some real good friends out there there doing doing great work, David and Steve, um both three principal practitioners and, and so yeah, when they they really wanted speaking with me about it
2: <laughs> they they thought you were shouting out to them, probably. exactly, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I was like, no, I wasn't, it was the heart yeah. it was a heart, okay, yeah. it was a heart. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well cool man uh welcome to the podcast
0: thanks for having me
2: absolutely yeah We'll we'll have a fun conversation we can talk about movement and trauma whatever else comes up oh yeah have some fun
0: oh i love it man
2: yeah yeah you
0: run i'll I follow yeah you run <laughs> i follow <you>
2: know? <laughs> well and and so i had kind of a cool moment where you, I, I saw the videos. It was the the first three videos of where Michael was talking to you. It was like the the an intensive that he did with you. Mm-hmm. When I was wondering, is was that like your first introduction to the principal? The very first one. What?
0: Yeah, the very first one, and that's what the that's what the project was. That was his intent. He was, um, you know, Michael. Uh, is is in my mind brilliant he's a genius yeah and and what he was looking to do was find a way to really showcase how simple it was to have a conversation about this understanding especially for us that are now coaches and so what he did was he came up with an idea of having me and him sit in one room and just have a conversation while live streaming it into the next room which was full of the 50 coaches that were there for certification Huh. and so they watched us on a screen in the next room and it was it was kind of like surreal in a little bit that it was just me and him in the room but every now and then I can hear them laugh or I can hear them <laughs> gasp or I can hear them go "Oh, you know and <laughs> feel kind of like this it was a it was weird but it was loving in a sense um you know and so yeah that was my first time ever hearing anything about this um Um, I knew him, though, we met at a dinner party previously. And all I knew about him really was just he was a cool dude. Uh, We man, we talked all night long. And I think the next thing I noticed about him was none of the shit that I was saying scared him. Hmm. And and that was that that made me curious. Like that that made me because most people that I would tend to talk about PTSD type issues with or I would talk about Growing up as an inner city kid or even how, you know, I still got nieces and nephews or, yeah. you know, that are involved in gang activity or drug activity or whatever. Um, you you get a response. You get some type of, you know, he, reflection from that person that what I just said was wrong or kind of inappropriate or not right. Mm. And I didn't get any of that with him. It, it was just landing. Mm. It almost seemed like he wanted to know more and more about it. And so um, the it was set. It, the the setting was set for a beautiful conversation um and and he that i i used to say that intensive changed my life but i realized my life actually changed at the dinner party uh because the dinner party is where i got curious enough to hear yeah
2: it's when you when you first hear that yeah. It, it it's almost like i i kind of talk about it how it's it's you you're not hearing with your intellectual mind you're hearing with this knowing mm-hmm. and that can kind of scare some people oh yeah it scared the shit out of me <laughs>
0: like i'm just, just to be honest it scared the shit out of me i mean i yeah. i fought it for a while because i at, at that point living from the outside in everything that he was he was pointing to in that instance was feeling like was being stripped or taken away from me even yeah. though it was shit i didn't like even though it was stuff i didn't want even though it was bad you know experiences and bad feelings i still felt like it was mine don't take it away from yeah. me it's, it's who i am because if i don't have this hurt this pain this suffering then who am i in a sense so it was a it was a rough it wasn't it wasn't like we are now i can tell you that but you know uh now our friendship, our relationship, uh, is so significantly better. But at first, he'd be like, "Hey, you want to grab a coffee?" I'm like, "No, sir." You know, <laughs> and then, uh, he'd be like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, you had asked me to read something, and I haven't read it yet, sir. So I have not done my part, and I can't ask you." That it was very robotic. Again, I was just coming out of the military at that time, so he was just mm-hmm. like, "I just wanted coffee, bro." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so. Uh, I remember when it cracked and I I texted him, it was like, oh, we're good now. I got it. We're We're good. We're good. And then that started, you know, the mentorship and the real guidance because I can hear him at that point. I used to say, you know, because of how significant the change was in me, I had placed him on a pedestal so high that I really couldn't hear what he was saying because he was so far up. He was so different than me. He had attained so much more than me. So I saw this large gap between us as human beings. And that made it very difficult to hear what he was saying. And he, not to him, because he would always reinforce to me, we're just saying, he would always, I mean, he's that guy to me. Uh, But I remember when the pedestal came down. And the pedestal came down, but the respect grew.
1: Mm. And it was
0: like, I could hear him now. Now I could really see where he was pointing. Then I started getting it, so to speak, you know, in my own way. And one, I love a lot of things about him, but one in particular was him always reinforcing. I had to do it in my voice. Hmm. I had to do it through my experience. I couldn't try to repeat what he said. I couldn't parrot him in a sense. I couldn't just take the words he said and throw them on paper and make it sell. It was like, no, it's got to be your voice. You know, it's got to be you. And, and that's why that's one of the many reasons I love him so much um, because he could have, he could have cloned me in a sense, you know, yes. with ill intentions, he could have taken my admiration and respect for him and, and channel it into some cult-like activity if he wanted, you know, <laughs> and I would have been up for it because again, he, to me, it, it showed me something I'd never seen before. Hmm. You know, but but when he didn't do that, I think is was, was more telling of why it really landed in my heart more so than in my mind. Like honestly, bro, like seriously, I don't even understand this intellectually. Like it doesn't make sense to me intellectually. Yeah. So I really just follow my heart on it. I really just go with what I'm feeling like, and and that doesn't always mean I get it right. You know that that means this, the the learning curve is there, but. But it's it's proven for me to be the way I want to share in this
3: world. Hmm. My
2: it's funny. My wife is is she t- sometimes says that I'm in a cult, and she's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like, can see that. No, yeah. no, and I'm like, and then and then I try and argue with her about it, and she's like, uh, see, it's. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, that's what you do when you're in a cult you argue about somebody yeah, exactly
2: yeah. Yeah yeah,
3: yeah, yeah 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 I remember
0: the first time somebody told me they, they said to me they sent me an article yeah
3: yeah
0: and it was an I think it was an article on reddit or something and and uh, it said something about three principles of being a cult and it, I mean it was just an article right oh yeah and I started laughing because the first thought came to my head was like Man, I've had one hell of a life because I don't know many people who've been in a cult and a gang. Like, <laughs> you know, like, and so it was like, dang, that's really cool. Like, I've been <laughs> in a gang and in a cult. Like, you, you don't have those, you know? And yeah. So my point of that is I, I never really let it bother me in that sense. Um, again, to, to believe it's a cult is an outside-in perception of it. Mm. Um, what I know about it is when people don't understand some, there must come some type of classification for it. Yeah. You know, so even the religious leaders from time to time have been accused of being cultic in a sense. And it's because of when you begin to share something that's so contradicting to a way of life that you've thought to be true forever, yeah. you, you can't do anything but categorize it as wrong until you understand it better.
2: Yeah. And and I think one of the differences, too, is that, especially in the principles, it, it, it's harder to make it, it into that, like, I have all of the knowledge, because mm-hmm. it's really pointing you to your own wisdom yeah. from the beginning.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
0: But that's not, I don't, I don't hear that when I think I got to know all the answers. And so that's where the, the feeling for me comes into play. That's where the, the, even the way I say set up in teachings, you know, uh, one of the things I love about the way I share is I'm only going to talk from my lived experience. And it's going to be the whole experience. So there are beautiful, successful stories I tell. And then there are stories that aren't as beautiful, aren't as clean. They, they talk about times that I have silenced other voices and and times I have extended some hatred. And, and, and I talk about those in particular, not to glorify, but to say I am just like you are in the moment, you know, and, and it was this understanding that cleared that. Um, and it's the understanding also that makes it intentional that I am inclusive. You know, um, that's an intent for me. I I make sure of that now just because I know what lack of inclusivity does. I ensure, you know, that I'm loving and respectful because I know when the lack of that is present what it does.
3: Yeah. Um it's an intent.
0: Um so so yeah, I, I can see how people get it. And that that's that makes perfect sense, honestly, to me. Um, but I also understand once they see it, they, they won't feel that
3: way. <laughs>
2: That intellectual thinking
3: clears. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And it's it's kind of interesting because my wife too is she's a therapist. She works with a lot with trauma,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so I I talk with her about the outside-in understanding and. She's she's very scientifically minded. She 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 doesn't like to hear all the the woo woo. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> which makes
2: sense,
0: right? Is yeah. is language. Yeah. Um, I, I recently just did a talk, and at first I was a kind of bit nervous because it was the first time that I have been paired with a psychiatrist I didn't know. Yeah, uh, a psychiatrist, therapist, or, or psychologist. I don't know which one he was, but he was a he was a doctor, medical professional um who spoke about trauma and so it was it was very interesting because he did speak in clinical terms Mm -hmm. and while I understood what it was he was saying I talked about it from my experience and it clicked for us we had a very good conversation um about things and then when we got off he said actually you made me think about a few things you know, because when he talked about PTSD, in a sense, um, and he did have some inside out understanding. So I don't want to make it seem like he was die-hard the other way. But, you know, he said the way that I was explaining it, saying that that's the system doing what it's supposed to do. There is one part of it that makes it a disorder. That's um, when I can't. So, for instance, loud noises and things like that. Well, mm-hmm. given the environments that I've been in, loud noises do get my immediate attention. Problem was when I suffered with the disorder was once I identify that that loud noise was no longer a threat, I still stay in a heightened threat mm-hmm. position. So now I do still look and I've been out in the military since 2017, but a loud noise, I still look. Difference, though, is once I recognize it was just a box that fail, I come back to now. There is no, there is no feelings of the trauma traveling with me at that point. So for me, I'm okay with having PTS post-traumatic stress. All right, cool. Got it. But the disorder is when I cannot recognize the difference in when it happened to me in memory and past versus what's happening to me presently at the moment.
2: Yeah. That's there's the only
0: thing I'm trying to get people to see the difference in for me. You
2: know, I want confusion. you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want you. If you've been sexually assaulted before, I want you the hairs on the back of your neck to raise up if you find yourself in a dark alley yeah given that you've experienced something like that you should be the mind is saying pay very close attention to what's happening right now because last time we were in this we got harmed yeah so rob pay attention beep 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 it's buzzing it's beeping it's I've just mislabeled uh, those things, so to speak. I've misappropriated the funds, so to speak. I've, I thought that is what I was supposed to be paying attention to rather than look. It's saying, no, these are your high beams. Look in front of you. Make sure no danger is really existing. And when it's not there, cool. I get on. I get on with the day. I get on with the movement,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, even with triggers. People say, I'm often triggered. Well, cool. What I know about guns is you have to pull the trigger. The trigger just doesn't automatically shoot. <laughs> you have to pull it. It can be loaded. <laughs> yes, it can be loaded and everything, <laughs> but you still have to pull it. Mm-hmm. So again, if you are triggered by noises, if you are triggered by stories and things like that, all that is saying is your mind is alarming you to pay attention to. To the present moment, to ensure what happened to us in the past doesn't happen again
2: yeah i i you can tell me if if and and take a an ocean full of salt and out of this um, okay. <laughs> you can tell me if i'm way off because i i I've, i I've, I feel like I've had experienced a little bit of trauma like six months ago and I, and you're not supposed to be compare traumas or anything like that but but I'm kind of seeing it with that three principles lens in this way Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that it's kind of like this this radar system and it's always scanning Mm -hmm. it's always scanning and it's always scanning for safety and what it what it does because that that system is faster than the intellectual mind it was designed that way so that we could react faster in our primitive minds. We can, Mm -hmm. we can run without even thinking about it. Yeah. And we don't have to say, Oh, there's a tiger. I must now go run. So (laughs) (laughs) it is designed to be fast and it's designed to, to have kind of like this, this, huge radar kind of alert system and it 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 alerts quickly but it also dissipates quickly Mm -hmm. and and when we experience trauma in our lives it can turn up the sensitivity of this radar system and now it's starting to pick up birds instead of planes
3: Mm -hmm.
0: that's a very good that's a very very good analogy that's a very good because so my job in the military was protection, protection of nouns, yeah. people plays as things. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but when I taught nuclear security. We were not on the sites, so I I had a team and we would live in the middle of 10 nuclear uh, silos. Mm-hmm. Right. And And our house would be kind of centrally located between them. And so. First team works the first 12 hours and you stay at this house for five full days. And then you go home for five days and the next team handles it for five days. So that's, that's your ship. And since we weren't on site, we had to respond to alarms when they came Hmm. and we would get to the alarm site, you know, armed, you know, run through our protocols, everything. And then you'll see the rabbit run across. (laughs) Well, that's who triggered the alarm. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, got it out. It was a rabbit. Boom. That's what goes into the thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I found rabbit, right? And then there were times we show up and you see two human beings on site. Now, they were our leadership doing test exercises for quality control. But when you're driving down the street with an alarm in your head and you see two human beings, you're starting to ramp up. And as soon as they see the car come across the hill, is when they come across the radio and authenticate that this is now an exercise. So, you know, don't shoot them for real, type thing. Yeah. Right? Please don't. But, but yeah, you know, but, <laughs> but it's something to that. You're right. When the more sensitive you are, and I, I, I love making this distinction paranoia is if nothing ever happens to me and I always think it will. Yeah. Trauma or PTS. Is when something has happened to me, then it's well within my right to be sensitive to it to ensure it doesn't happen again. I'd be a yeah. damn fool not to. I'd be a yeah. fool not to. So that's, I love that, that radar. Is that a rich life copyright? Because if not, I'll be using
2: it to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> you can borrow it for sure. For sure. Yeah. I love it. Well, and the other kind of cool thing is that the, that fast system too, it's, Mm -hmm. it's made of thought, just like our, our intellectual minds. And, and I think that all thoughts are trying to serve us in some way, whether it's protection, whether it's safety. And so that I I saw in a lot of your videos, you talk about how those thoughts are trying to help you that, that these reactions are meant Mm -hmm. to to serve you and when you see it that way it's you're not as scared of them
0: yeah yeah it's like i mean again the the fire alarm Mm -hmm. when when my fire alarm goes off i should first be looking for smoke once i've identified there's no fire or no smoke then maybe i should just look at changing the batteries
3: yeah that's it no big deal here you know it
0: (laughs) did what it was supposed to do Um, and and again, that's that's part of the destigmatizing of it that I think, um, happens when you understand that life works from the inside out. Mm -hmm. I think that that removes a lot of the stigmatisms that we have around these talks. Um, but but when I believed something was wrong with my system, yeah, and that is why I was experiencing this, that made it very hard to see what was in front of me.
2: Oh, yeah, because. When you 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 can be woken up by that fire alarm and then and they like, okay, we need to change the battery. Mm-hmm. But then you could also be like, that freaking fire alarm and then mm-hmm. and just like have anger, have all of these these thoughts. Your your intellectual mind can take over and, yeah. and grab on to this. And yeah. just like you talked about, like, then it becomes Something that you are, you're, you're experiencing and you are having that illusion of your, your, your consciousness, making it real.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Like I'm not, again for me, the way I would say, I, I explain this is sitting in the comfort of my own home, me getting worked up about my deployment in Iraq. Isn't got nothing to do with my deployment in Iraq. Yeah. It's got everything to do with what I'm thinking currently about my deployment in Iraq. What I'm thinking at this moment. Oh, it was bad. That shouldn't have happened to me. I got a problem. This will always be. That's what I'm trying to get over. That's what's causing me my suffering. I'm past Iraq. Iraq is gone. (laughs) That's, that's over. Like again I'm retired now. I'm again I'm sitting in the uh, the safety of my own home right now. I'm not being shot at. I'm not being bombed on. I'm not on the streets as a kid anymore. I'm not walking past, you know, people misusing drugs. I'm I'm not. So when I talk about it from this space it should come out different.
3: You know, I I I'm starting to see um Like any time I've ever been in
0: conflict, like whether it was a fight, whether we were in shootouts, whatever the case may be, there wasn't much thinking during those. It was just movement. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? A lot of yelling, contact ride or this or that, like a lot of yelling of commands and things like that. But it wasn't much like you said, all right, there is a tiger. I must. (laughs) Like that that didn't happen, right? But there are some, a lot of other things that didn't happen. I never thought about what the effects of what I was going through while I was going through it. Yeah. Like running and and doing ducking and you're not thinking I'm going to die. You're just doing what you have to do. And then I would notice when we would get back to after exercises or after whatever, convoys, once we got back into the green zone, as we call it, or the safe zone, Mm -hmm. Then all those thoughts start rushing in. What could have happened? Yeah. And now it gets all kind of scary. I don't even know if the mind can do both of those at the same time. And what I mean by that is be safe and unsafe at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm unsafe, the mind has just got me in react mode. But when I am safe, whether I believe it or not, then the mind is free to think the shit it wants to think. (laughs) <laughs> and that's when I get into, oh, this could have happened to me. Oh, I could have died. Oh, this could and that that compounding, compounding, compounding on my mental fortitude wears me thin. Wears me thin. So, mm. to me, I don't, I, I, I think it's impossible for the system to work that way. Meaning, if you can sit down and scare the shit out of yourself with what you think about a memory, you are actually safe at that moment. Wow. Because I don't, I don't, I mean, again, think about the times you were unsafe. You're just responding. You're too, you're too in the moment of trying to get to safety to, to calculate, to overthink. Nobody Mm -hmm. overthinks in a gunfight. Nobody (laughs) overthinks in, in bombings. Nobody overthinks through a sexual assault. Nobody overthinks through getting beat up or jumped on. Nobody overthinks through those you once you get to a safe spot after experiencing it then you pick up the overthinking of the thing
3: yeah but the mind can't be safe and unsafe at the same time it just doesn't work that
2: way it's that that fast brain takes over and oh, yeah. then the the top brain just says I, I i don't need you and it can do that yeah. Oh yes, it's, it can. Yeah. Yes, it can. It's like bye. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean then, again,
0: like, it's it's a it's a fascinating thing. And I I I don't want to, to make it seem like I want to discredit all of the medical intelligence and the, the knowledge and the education and stuff that's out there, because that's that's in no way what I'm saying. But I I think there's a way to have the conversation about these issues that doesn't come with the pressure or the charge of something being wrong with me or me having to Mm -hmm. adhere to being broken for this to be handled you know um i don't need to think i'm broken when i'm already dealing with something that's just bad enough by itself like i don't need no extra thoughts like if i'm dealing with the death the death alone is big enough in magnitude that i don't need to add hours of overthinking and complicating with a whole bunch of other stuff that really isn't relevant at the moment, because the death in itself is big enough.
2: Mm. And it it also sh- speaks a little bit to the fact that we have that that innate wellness. Oh yeah, within oh, us yeah. that that a lot of people are convinced in their intellectual minds that that they don't have. Mm-hmm and wow uh,
3: we it have makes it. sense though again
0: uh, it, yeah. it makes sense because it's not reinforced in your environment yeah that that you are well that you're okay it, it's not the the popular or the the um status quo so to speak that the, it seems like everything from outside in is trying to distinctively say you're not well because then that point you will need or have to buy some of the products and services that exist. Yeah, you know, but but I, I get why people think they're broken, and, and again, it's been fed to us for decades. For me, four and a half now, yeah. you know, decades. Um, it's just not true, though.
2: Well, and our mind kind of helps in that illusion too, because the way that our consciousness operates, it makes mm-hmm. it real. And we think that feelings, that horrible feelings that we have, are a confirmation that we're unwell,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and not a confirmation of the system actually working. Yes, the, the feelings are are only telling us about our thinking, and that if we're feeling horrible, then that's we should suspect what's going on up here.
0: Absolutely. If you're having horrible thoughts, it would make sense. You feel horrible. Yeah. If you're having sad thoughts, it would make sense that you feel sad. Uh, Like It's if you hear something funny, you laugh. It's it's not, It ain't even rocket science. (laughs) It's just how it works. And and sometimes even when people say, well, I didn't have a thought, well, there are subconscious thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, but, but I, I love saying, there's a difference in the power of thought, meaning the universal energy of creation Mm -hmm. and my content of what I think. So the content of what I think may derive from the experiences that I've had. But that doesn't mean, again, that they are true. So I'm as an article coming out, I I write for this one publication. Mm -hmm. And um, it's about overcoming fear and how the mind can actually make life seem a lot scarier than it really is. Oh, yeah. And I use the analogy of if me and you were going to the movies. And so we decide, hey, we're going to go see this new thriller. You know, we're excited about it. We square up details. Uh, we get to the movie theater, buy our seats, get our overpriced popcorn, candy, soda. You know, we're in the movie theater. Well, commercial, not commercials, but previews go. Now we're in the movie. Halfway in there somewhere, when the movie hit a scary spot, you see somebody run out. A couple people <laughs> scream. I got my soda all over my shirt now. Cause <laughs> me, You didn't waste your popcorn. You know, for that to happen, a lot of things had to be forgotten. Mm-hmm. Me and you had to forget we drove there. We had to forget that no actors were actually harmed by film in the movie. We had to forget that we actually were excited to come watch the scary movie.
2: Yeah. Right. So so yeah. there was a
0: lot of things we forgot. And when we forget certain things, the things that are in front of us can appear very real. And so I use that analogy to say, when you forget that you are connected to the universal mind, which is the creative energy of life, when you forget that, yeah, I could see how something in front of you scares the shit out of you. Yeah. When you forget that you have a resilience and innate resilience built into you that it's going to lead you and guide you through the most difficult of your times if you can hear it when you forget that that exists of course what's in front of you can scare you Mm -hmm. right and so it's not so much in the game for me of trying to fix what's on the projector it's just letting you know it's being projected right it's just letting you know you're the one and if you could just remember oh oh we in the movies Oh man, that's all right. We we're in the movie there. I, I mean, I ain't even talking 3D. Now 3D is coming off the screen, right? You know, huh? <laughs> but but not even 3D. A 2D movie screen. I've seen people jump back and and duck their heads not to get hit by something. It doesn't come out the screen. That's how powerful the mind is, though. Again, yeah. when you forget certain things,
2: and they call that suspension of disbelief. When, yeah. when people forget that they they place aside but they do that in order to enjoy the movie, to be mm-hmm. fully invested in the movie well, and that's kind of an interesting piece because there's there's an element to this where you can remember that you're in the movie and then you go back into the movie and then you can enjoy it mm-hmm. you you Are in that that fully? I think Michael Michael Neal, who is who is what I what we were talking about earlier. He says that it's kind of like this haptic system that that you can you can feel the touch, you can taste, you can you have feelings too. It it creates feelings for you. Oh yeah, based off of your thinking. It's so good at it.
0: (laughs) Very yeah. And if you want to test it, you ever played a virtual reality game?
2: Yeah. Or yeah. did
0: a virtual reality? Like, I remember putting on the Oculus, you know, mm-hmm. and looking in, and the first scene that came up on the Oculus was my feet on the edge of a, a tall story building. And I literally can almost feel like I'm about to shit my pants. Like, I could <laughs> feel it instantly. You know, but I knew I put the goggles on. I was in my daughter's home when I put them yes. on head. Yes. I knew where I was. But the moment that that flashed, I, instantly I could feel everything as if I literally was standing on top of a story building with my toes hanging off. <laughs> the problem is it just wasn't true. Even yeah. though all of that felt that way. I mean, the stomach, everything. That was real but what i was believing wasn't so yeah
2: <laughs> it's just so funny that that we can we can scare ourselves with that <laughs> most creative definitely power of thoughts and yeah, yeah. you do it so innocently like you i sometimes i'll look back and and at things that i didn't see as clear as i saw now and you can regret you're like man what this whole time
3: mm-hmm. this
2: whole time
0: yeah yeah i used but, to say i wish i knew this when i was younger but yeah like yeah. i'm glad i know it now that's that's yeah. what I'm, saying. Like, yeah. I, I'm glad i know it now you know uh and that's yeah. why i kind of i kind of hang my hat it's it's i've learned the mind typically has two functions
3: mm-hmm. so
0: one. Two, one create solutions
3: for your freedom or two is going to create narratives to keep you captive your choice Hmm. your choice you know and that's that's free will for me
0: i can use this gift to create solutions for my freedom from suffering from pain from this from that or i can create narratives that'll keep me in captivity of my suffering, of my pain, of whatever my trauma was at the time. The choice yeah. is mine. Always the choice is mine. Whether I know it or not, whether I can feel it or not, whether I see it or not, the choice is mine.
2: What, I, what I've been exploring a lot lately is, is what's what's in between the lines of the, that story, whether it's the freedom story or the captive story.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that, that what's underneath, what the pages that it's written on is, is love, is yeah. mind, uh, is yeah. that intelligence that, that gives us life. Yeah. And so that's kind of the cool part is that it, it's okay if the story is one of victimhood. Because it's still written in this vibrant life. Mm mm-hmm. And, and people forget that, like you talked about. They get disconnected with it, and that's okay. It's oh. it's all right. It's It's cool to be connected with it. It's cool to see it. It's cool to know that no matter what the ink says on the page, that you have underneath something something beautiful i i i can't even use words to describe like the power the, the transformational nature of, of what's underneath mm-hmm. it's so accepting and it it's it's accepting of you doing whatever you want to do with it
3: yeah and that's what's so funny about um there's,
0: there's this one story of a, a um, thief, who mm-hmm. went to to got it caught for stealing, and rather than go to jail, they sent them to a monastery where he had to study with the monk, and he became enlightened and and all of those things, right? And I guess after a year or two, and I'm probably hacking the joke all the way up, but this is kind of how I heard it, uh, you know, he he left to go back to stealing. Because he really felt he would be good now that he cleared his mind, right? The (laughs) principles are just the principles. They just work. They just are. They just explain how the mind works. Mm -hmm. How someone uses it is that's going to be on them. And some people will take a principle that's and use it for bad. Mm -hmm. But again, it's how they used it. I mean, some of the most horrible criminals in, 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 criminal history or criminal justice world were geniuses
1: yeah
0: you know to run a criminal empire again not attempting to glorify but to run a business in which is against the law means the police will always be on your back your enemies are always going to be on your back and you are convincing other people to join like that's a genius. Like, if you can make all that work, that's a lot of mess in one pot, right? If you can make all that work, where you get to live an extravagant life of sports cars, like, wait a minute, what? Now, I personally say ill-advised use of the power of that, you know? That's me, though. But man, is it is it just true? It's just true. Like, you know th- those type of people don't have a lot on their mind when it comes to how they show up and respond when it comes to their drug or wrong activity. Again, they may not classify it that way or look at it that way, um, but again, it's it's how powerful those minds are, yeah. and, and and what they're capable of doing, and
3: that's anything. I think too that that
2: our well, I think they talk about how if, if you see the principles and you see what's underneath that, that you don't need like commandments or anything like that. Oh, you don't yeah. need the, the thou shalt not kill because it feels really crappy.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, and I think that when you do commit some of these like, crimes and atrocities that it probably feels really bad Mm -hmm. and that's their guiding emotion that's the intelligence of the system and that's why we don't need the the commandments if if they are connected with their their wellness
0: yeah i i I, most would say that oh i feel this way because i'm worried about the police getting no no it's not it's not it's you it just that didn't resonate with how you're supposed to use that gift or that power yeah yeah i i,
3: I like that i can see that yeah i really can mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know why i just thought about your wife
0: listening to this and going see told you it was a cult <laughs> <laughs>
3: that
0: shit, it just popped in my head like She's gonna listen to this guy. He even <laughs> said it. He even said it. It's a car. <laughs> Rob,
2: Rob is converting you. <laughs> Watch out. Uh, that, was, that was funny. Uh, well, uh, one one kind of cool realization popped up when I was listening to one of your visit videos, and you were talking about how in the world of form, like things disintegrate more slowly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like like you have the water bottle and then you were talking about how it you it you'd have to melt it or you mm-hmm. and then really it's it's just kind of transforming. And I'm I'm teaching science to these to kids, elementary school kids that go in and teach science and we're we're learning about states of matter. And it it makes me think of like like thought. Is and 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 I've heard this before, like you know, you have the liquid form, the solid form, and the gas form.
3: Mm-hmm. I've heard
2: that metaphor before, but I was thinking about like the actual atoms, like how the atom structure over here in the solid form it vibrates, and we can we can have our thoughts go in here, and they're tightly bound. They don't really move, but they still vibrate. Mm-hmm. And then we can, we they can be, but thoughts are really more like liquid. They take whatever shape, they shape. take up the container. Yeah. And yeah. then they can, they they move, they slide, they flow, the atoms, and they're a little bit more spaced apart. And then in gas, when they're gas, it's like they're super dispersed. They can go whichever way. It's the exact same energy. Yeah. It's being expressed in different ways, and and in reality, we have the slow expression of of water bottles. I have this, my spray bottle for my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then we have like thoughts that can be solid and, and closed, and it can be gaseous and and dissipate.
3: Yeah,
0: I like that. Science was not one of my my best. Science and math weren't my my best of of school (laughs) subjects. But but I do get um, invisible, invisible. I I do get form and formless. Yeah, yeah. I I do see that for something that's invisible or, in a sense, gas only, um, attempting to attach to that is quite interesting. Yeah. you know um and and all I can use to attach to it is more invisibleness like you know it's it's not like a, I'm going to have to use again my power of creativity to hold on and keep attached to that versus um in the form shape, then I could hold that as long as I want, um and even that's going to get tiring out of a sense mm-hmm. um but but yeah i I do know um the more and more I can begin to see it's all like from even my microphone to the camcorder, yeah. to the computer that came from someone's invisible thought pattern that they through their continued efforts and search brought it into form. Yeah. And now I get to experience it, you know, and that cycle is, is always rolling. Um. So yeah, I, I like that a lot.
2: Well, and I, I also like how you connect it to the mind within to that, that love, the connection mm-hmm. and how this, uh, you said like this mouse is, is like made of, made of yeah. love. Yeah. Mm. It's nowhere it could have came.
0: Really? You know, this, um, I, um, I've been trying to learn music for a while. And one of, uh, one of my favorite artists is named Nipsey Hussle right? Okay. And he was a former um, gang member in Los Angeles. And he was from this uh, country, Amitra. And he went back. And when he came back, he had a spiritual in his way, a spiritual kind of awakening. Um, Mm. Still was a gang member, though, and still, uh, but in a much different way. And and what he did was, he started making music because he say realized music came from nowhere. And he said, he said, like, think about it. He was telling the, the guy who was interviewing me, he's like, think about it. I'm just sitting here and a beat comes into my head. A patterns of sounds comes into my head. I then go to the beat machine and bring them out. No, that's not it. Work on it till it comes out. I write lyrics to it that come from nowhere, <laughs> put them together and put this product out, and the whole world sings it. He said, music is spiritual.
1: Mm.
0: Right. And it was like, whoa, this is one of the biggest gang members that ever lived. Right. Like, but even with that, he said the reason he didn't stop being known to the world as a gang member was because he needed gang members to hear
3: that music was Mm. spiritual.
0: Like, so he wasn't out in the streets anymore. He was, he was, I mean, now ultimately he was killed by a gang member, but. But his legacy is that of creating. It was that of changing the environment. It was that of. It was such an interesting um, thing that when he died, the world had no clue who he was. But his funeral was at the uh, sta- What was known as the Staples Center, where the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Lakers play. Hmm. Again, this is a L.A. street gang member, who when he died, there were politicians there were civic leaders, there were NBA all-stars, there were other rap, there were billionaires. There, like that's who, he, that's who came to his funeral as a result of him seeing how spiritual music really was. And in and, and my mind, all that means to me and what I see was they saw, what I love to say is they could see it in him. They could see the God, the God in them could see the God in him and it just connected you know and and that is that's all it is for me like uh, the way i speak the way I, like even today we 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 get on hit the button like just for full transparency i literally had to ask you your name <laughs> i had to ask you your name before we started but that didn't stop anything about us being able to connect, us being yeah. able to talk, us being able to laugh. Here I was making even a little joke in a sense towards your wife that you didn't feel like I was, you know, trying to harm her or anything like that. And again, and, and just 30 minutes ago, I had to ask you your name. Hmm. So to me, I know there's a, a, a difference when, when love is, is, is being the, the, the lens in which I see life. Like, I know that now for a fact, man. It's not even a belief anymore. Like, for me, my beliefs are up for grabs. Everything I believe in, that means I'm still learning and researching and trying to know it's true. But there are a few things that I know. I know mind, thought, consciousness is how we have our human experience. And because I know that, it's just like knowing when I walk out the house, the air is going to be there for me to breathe.
1: Hmm.
0: I know if I can close down the content of my thinking, I'm going to see the humanity and the human being that's standing in front of me. I know that. I know it's in there. I don't care what they're arguing. I don't care how vicious they're saying it. I don't care how disrespectful this coming out. I know that if I can shut down my thinking, I could see it. And if I could see it, I could smile at it and it could smile back at me. (laughs) I know it. Right. I ain't believing it anymore. So I don't, you know, that's, that's how I want um, my experience of it to be. And that's how I love sharing it. Hmm.
2: I feel that. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I don't mean it. We, we, we denigrate our language. Like
3: yeah that's, yeah, awesome that's
0: uh, yeah, 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 that's all we got. Awesome hot dogs
2: we have. That's all we got. This <laughs> toothpick is awesome. Yeah, no, I had
0: a cherry soda the other day. Was to die for. it I was like, no, oh, it no. was <laughs> <laughs> not really.
2: But you know what
0: I'm saying. I was hot. It was cold. It worked. But I, ain't, I ain't trying to really <laughs> you, go out. Went,
1: yeah, I ain't trying wouldn't... to really give it
2: all up for a cherry seven up. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <You> no, <know? laughs> but it it's. It, it's awesome, and I, I, I wish I could say it in the right way that that it would encapsulate the feeling of it. Yeah. Because words words can point to the feeling, like. But yeah, like you can have that deep connection now. With
3: with anyone.
2: Anyone. And that gives you so much freedom
3: whether there's trauma in your life or challenges you can
2: be connected with yourself and with the people that are around you in your life
0: yeah it's a it's a beautiful experience and and yeah. again just just because I love uh, making it as clear as I can that does not mean I enjoy and love every circumstance or yeah. experience that I have.
2: Yeah,
0: I it's shitty when family member dies. Yeah, it's shitty or difficult when I have financial problems. It's it's not. Um, you know, it's not happy, like in a minute, I'm going to the vet, because like I said, I had a mass removed yeah. from one of my dogs. It's, it's not happy-go-lucky wondering, you know, all weekend if the, the tumor was cancerous and we got more work to do. No, that that still happens too. But mm-hmm. knowing, knowing the truth of who I am, all of those things are a little bit less scarier. I tend to then focus on what I can't control and, and a lot less on what I can't.
2: Yeah, the the is versus what
0: isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very good way to put it. I like that. Yeah, the is versus what
2: isn't. It's it's Sydney Banks, of yeah.
0: course. Probably why I like <laughs> it. <yeah. laughs> love a lot of his stuff. I mean,
2: you, uh, don't don't be like oh that that rich guy. Yeah I, 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 yeah,
0: I pretty much love all his stuff. So, yeah,
2: yeah, all the books are all yeah. around everywhere. So, yeah. oh man, uh, well you're doing tons of cool like seminars and i think you have like a group that people can find you at you are yeah. you're a beautiful human being by the way and thank uh, you
3: man thank yeah, you appreciate yeah. that
2: uh i see it i see it in our in our conversation and and getting to meet with you and and see you also in in some of the training videos and and so people are seeing that too i know that they are and uh, if they want to connect with you if they want to to learn more about trauma you i think you said you were saying you have a group could you tell us a little bit about that yeah
0: absolutely um easiest way to find most of what i do is going to be through um, the website or my social media, and all of everything pretty much is the same. I tried to keep it super simple. And that's I'm Rob Cook. I am dot K.com is the website at I'm Rob Cook. I is all my social media handles. Um, but the, the life after trauma support group meets every Friday at 9am Pacific. Um, you can sign up for it on my website, you'll get the zoom link for it that comes to you automatically. And it's just a free support group. If you are still going through the adverse effects of a traumatic experience, we invite any and everybody to come we share stories, we talk, it's not a coaching program. It's not a fix your problems. It's just to let you know you're not alone. Uh, and that is what I found to be very helpful for people going through hard times It's to say they don't know they're not alone. Yeah. Um, the other group that I have I partnered with, uh, Mind Fit Life Coaching, out of South Africa, to start helping teach um, practitioners and, and therapists and others how best to lay um, out this work we do with those who are, who are experiencing trauma. So it's an advocate program where we talk about what it really means to build a safe space. Um, how? How? Because again, the people we are interacting with aren't trusting; they're on defense. So how do I get them to hear? You know, um, and a lot of that is taking care of yourself. Self, uh, self-care self is a huge topic throughout the whole curriculum. Um, and also how to to see what we were talking about, that innate health in the person that's sitting in front of me, even if they can't see it. You know, it's super different for me now showing up to a client when I deal with somebody who's had a traumatic experience, starting out knowing they're okay. Than it was when I got caught in the narrative that they were telling me. It scared the shit out of me just as much as it was scaring them. And now we all on the phone crying away. <laughs> you know, but now my tears are in support of getting you to see that you are okay. Um, And so that's what the advocate program is. You can get to all the information again on the website. Um, And if you do that, I don't know when this release, but that program starts April 19th. Um, yeah. It's like uh two weeks or nine days from now or whatever that 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 program is going to start um but yeah man that's that's pretty much all i'm up to uh, and i'll do that for however long it feels like that's what i'm supposed to do and then i'll figure out what's next after that <laughs> that's
2: cool that's yeah. cool
3: wow.
2: well thank you again for joining joining me today
3: no
0: man thank you thank you I, like i said the moment i saw rich life on the screen I was. just like, <laughs> that is super dope. Like, and then yeah. to find out that's your actual name, it's like, yeah. you can't, you can't beat that, man. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm helping people have a rich life. You yeah. know, and I don't mean that monetarily by finances. I mean, it just in your experience, just in the yeah. fabric of your experience. So I appreciate you for letting me be here, man.
2: Mm. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Rich Life Realization Podcast. May these conversations help you experience your richest life. To contact me about being a guest on the podcast or about coaching, email me richliferealization at gmail.com or text or call 970-716-0075.